heroes set out to retrieve the body of the Lady Gilda of August. And on the way, they took the time to show Azori the place where Samal had fallen to evil. As they journeyed back below the surface, they retold the story of events so far to prepare Azori for the dangers ahead. Without the need to confront further danger, they managed to put Gilda's body into repose. They then investigated Volok's strange artifact, the dimensional incarnate enclosure, and Jaffaki's laboratory. What useful scraps they could find were scooped up, and Tulak bitterly destroyed the alien flesh-warping machine. They then returned to town again, where Vendi Venderdash watched over Gilda's body, and Aloria Galantine prepared for its transport. Hello there, creatures and denizens of the North. James here with a favor to ask of you. We want you to go out and tell a friend about one of our shows. Word of mouth is so important for a burgeoning network like ours, and each and every one of you can help us grow just by mentioning one of our shows to a friend, a game master, or someone on the street with a cool shirt. We'd also like to remind you that we've got a free public Discord where some of our most dedicated fans hang out at unchartednorth.com backslash Discord, and we'd love to hear from you. And if you really like what we do, you can help us create these shows and get some cool rewards in the process at patreon.com backslash unchartednorth. That's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. So I was talking to my brother the other day and I realized something that I don't think I ever realized before and I'm going to share it with you guys because I want to see your reactions um, and then I want you to describe your reactions to this concept. Oh boy. Wow. We are functionally Is it, is it the immortal. King of Queens fiasco? Oh God. <laughs> no, it's, it's the fact that we are functionally immortal. Oh, there are no. 81 episodes out on the internet uh, that exist with us on them, meaning that unless there's a drastic social change in the way we do things, which is evidently possible, but as long as the internet exists in its current incarnation, we will exist forever on it. And that just blew my fucking mind, is that this concept of immortality is absolutely achievable in a way that will never affect anyone. Like, nobody could ever listen to this, and we would still have left our mark on the world. 
And that that's, <laughs> that's crazy to me. That's exactly what I thought when I made all those Angel Fire websites. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's actually a really good point, though, because I think you might be uh, putting a little too much stock in how permanent this digital information really is. It's only so uh, permanent as the servers that it's sitting on. Right, but that's that's my point. Is so the Angel Fire um, and GeoCities not only were, was like something like eighty five percent of that stuff preserved by the Internet Archive, but our stuff doesn't just sit on the Anchor for Spotify servers. It sits on the Apple servers. It sits on the Google servers. It sits on the 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 Castbox servers. So it's it's not just centralized like the web used to be. The way information is now disseminated disseminated is it's it's not one apple server it's one apple server per province or per country or what have you and all of our information is on that so yeah there's absolutely a possibility that whatever the fuck comes next will destroy it but if it doesn't in the current state of the world we have created something that will live on far beyond my wildest dreams Hmm. we are i mean yeah we're effectively immortal so long as uh human civilization and the internet persists together uh i guess you might say um should we find ourselves in a imminent apocalypse in which all of the technology that holds it is destroyed not so immortal but I, i'm i'm throwing down what you're picking up i'm throwing down what you're picking up all <laughs> yeah. right so we what you're saying in is a, in a more vir- in a virtual and digital sense we are effectively immortal i'm still <laughs> going to start what we created to, to go <laughs> Full hog on this thing. I'm going Jared Leto style immortal. So whatever we say now will exist forever. Then shout out power bottoms and suck it Trump. <laughs> I see you've been reading for Correct. my chest tattoo. Uh, a more true sentiment was never expressed by this network. Uh, I mean, if that's what you want your legacy to be, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Why don't you fucking segue your way out of that one, Freeman? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I didn't do the intro banter. It's not my segue. Good luck, James. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, uh, speaking speaking of of Trump's, I'm sure there's still one card we have left to play and that is... I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of power bottoms, can't wait to the power to the bottom of this of these abomination vaults. And no? we'll power edit yeah. the episode later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worse. Correct them. <laughs> <laughs> did I derail this whole thing? <laughs> we, we didn't start you on sure derailing. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> we're, we're working our way towards a rail. Too. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, I just I thought it was an interesting concept. It's I know it's a high level thought and not mm. technically true, but it is also technically true. No, I get and it. I, I get I just, it. It, it, it. It took me a while to wrap my head yeah. around it. It's sort yeah. of a fascinating concept. It was, you know, it, it reminds me of like the the illogical approach to some people saying, "Well, we are energy. We produce energy, but energy can't be destroyed. Therefore, we must live long in some capacity." And you're like, "Well, I mean, it's sort of true, you know." You just but describe like, describe my know, religion. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, yes and no kind of thing. I, I, I'm in no position to explain it because I don't understand energy uh, any more than most of the next people uh, that I encounter. But um, 
but you know, the, you know, the, the argument of like consciousness, does that carry on yada, yada, yada reincarnation, you know, is that a, a, a possibility and, all, and so on and so forth. But it is, there is a facet, there is a very fascinating element to the understanding of the, like that energy can't be destroyed, but it changes and it moves and it, and it, and it, and it does all these different things. And I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just picturing what you describe in, in a similar sort of, mm. you know, line of thinking and order operations for me. And I, I, I do, it's fascinating. It's a very fascinating concept. That's all. That's my piece. And there's enough audio and visual of at least you and I, Freeman, out there to make a beautiful AI facsimile. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the exciting part. Yeah. When we won't be able yeah. to tell reality from AI and, <laughs> you know, everyone's getting scammed. Yeah. Remember, we live in the timeline where a carrot was elected president and we uh, we decided we don't like vaccines <laughs> for uh, diseases that killed off entire populations. <laughs> so this whole it's not time. that far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you guys? Dunk died years ago. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, this is the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> now use that as a segue. <laughs> Uh, so actually, the moral of the story is Gilda is dead and not coming back. That's that's where I was going to take it is because that was something that 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 sparked it in me. I like to believe I have a healthy relationship with my own mortality, but you know sometimes it it, it digs deep, and this was one of those things. And then I thought about it, and I realized, well, I she will live on, realistically, in in the hearts and minds of the characters in in this adventure even long after we bring it to a close but also you know the hearts and minds of the listeners current and future and you know mm. theoretically in into internum at least until yeah. we sell all our loot and if you're listening to this and <laughs> the pathfinder rights. 7 is out hey shout out for the deep dive yeah <laughs> yeah welcome back to 2e <laughs> you masochists <laughs> And welcome you listeners back to this show where we're going to pick it up in uh, Otari, I believe, under the sunny sky. Mm-hmm. Got there eventually. Fuck you guys. I'm sorry, James. I really derailed that. We could have had a very interesting conversation. <laughs> I should have learned by now that you guys have no interest in having interesting conversations. <laughs> wow, least, shots fired. At least not on the podcast. <laughs> Why would we try to be intelligent on a podcast? I didn't say intelligent. I said interesting. <laughs> we, we we don't smoke enough pot on this on this podcast for that conversation. I don't think that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Um, uh, yeah. So time of day. I'm gonna gonna toss that out real quick because. Um, uh, by the time you had uh, departed with Zori, it was kind of actually in the evening or a little bit later. Um, so you've spent most of the night out doing your thing. Um, so according to my calendar, which we all know is reliable GPS calendar best that these we days, get there, yeah. <laughs> we're basically you're basically coming back around daybreak. It's it's early morning. It's okay. about uh, yeah, it's about seven. Considering your last words in the episode were bright sunshine on falls on your face. Yeah. Uh, morning well, seems seems yeah. more appropriate than where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad I said it and that I did the hours afterward, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm lucky. <laughs> I got lucky on that one." Um, 
yeah but i yeah i, I basically fast forward time about five hours give or take an hour or two of spending time down there and then four hours of travel itch back and forth um so yeah uh it's probably been a long day long night uh don't quite remember when you rested last um but i know you did since ladies Gil is, lady gill is death at least once um but yeah um bright shiny morning here at the Dawnflower Library, and the town is starting to bustle with its usual get-to-work energy. Rush hour in Oteri. Hmm. <laughs> Tulak, um, upon leaving the Dawnflower, is going to pull the die from outside, from inside of his cloak, and will hold it in the sunlight to see if there's any change. Um, yeah, so you hold it in the sunlight and, um, you can see as you peer into, uh, some of these facets that you can sort of see the inner workings of, um, you can see a very slow amount of movement start to happen. And the longer you hold it in the rays of the sun, the more that movement picks up. From throughout the whole thing or just in? Any of the facets that are like reasonably clear that you can see the inner workings of, like if you look through any of those, they're all, it's all the same thing you can see. Okay. That it seems to be charging as it were. Wirelessly. <laughs> well, does anyone need anything while we're in town? I'm good. Also good. So Tulak suggests that they head back to Galantine first and then back to the vaults or did you sorry uh, did you say at the end of the last app that we saw Aloria? yeah i said on the way in you could you can quickly arrange like you could tell Aloria that you want to arrange the uh you want to arrange the transport uh, of the body but she said she need a couple days so okay and tulak just says to her just to not send gilda before they're back okay do you want to send any word first or you want to wait no, I think you were leaning on weight, but yeah, I am leaning on weight. I don't know. Mm. The longer we wait, the less it will cost to ship due to some kind of off gassing. I'd imagine. Um, the gentle repose going. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, but point we could wait repose. until we're done and send Gilda with uh Belcora's head. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, <clears throat> the, um, yeah, I mean, that is definitely an option. Um, I guess Aloria will ask if you would if you would like to write a letter now and uh, do you want me to send the body when we're ready? What even even if you're not in town, like what what kind of what kind of arrangements you want to make? Is it just wait? Or do you want to set up a, a system of, you know, when you're ready, take it here with this letter? You don't have to have the letter ready for us right now but you know you can do it in retrospect if you want Tulak pulls out five gold coins and says just make sure you don't send her away before we're back if a courier comes have them wait we will be back within a few days and then he hands her the money for any displaced costs of having the courier wait uh, you you can see she she gives you a look like what are you nuts? Um, she's like, I don't need your money. 
Master Tulak. This is my delivery service. These are my couriers. They get paid how I pay them, and they wait when I tell them to wait, and they go when I tell them to go. There'd be no charge, no retainer for the body of a hero of Otari. You keep your money. And then if there's nothing else, they go back. So yeah, you uh, you can go. You want to go take a look at uh, kind of what what appears to be the final room according to the maps that uh, Shafcham gave you. The final room on the arena level, quote unquote, that you did not explore. So north of the of the Velstrak and possibly deal with the Velstrak or do something with the Velstrak. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, what uh, what direction do you want to approach that from? Let me bring you to the level here. Yeah, if nothing else, getting that ghost touch whip would be nice. Right, because that was left behind. Forgot about that. Um, in a very, very interesting move by Lady Gilda that that uh, definitely, definitely wiked. Um, yeah, if you take a teleportation circle down, you could you kind of make your way a bit uh, north into like the sort of uh, this the circular chamber that's beneath Gauntlight um, sort of what you might call the foot of the of the lighthouse that just continues down and down and down um, and you can enter uh, in the way you had come um, originally to where the Velstrak is okay so and it was that was the only room left there was no other secret rooms that we missed no according to the map uh, you had managed to discover it all on your own God, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is, of course, coming from the the former administrator of these levels that has been locked away since Belcora's death. So, something else might have been made since then that this character is not aware of. But if it has, you have not discovered it. Because everything lines up with the map you've been given. And, um... I should say that according to the map that you've been given, the room in which you're about to possibly explore is labeled as monster holding. I do love hugging monsters. (laughs) Hands are for hugging. Tulok steps to the side of the door. Okay. Okay. Do we hear anything coming from the room? Not a peep. Tulok gives Krukka and Azori a nod. Azori draws her rapier. Krukka <laughs> uh, scouting will open the door. Kind of knowing what to expect. Uh, you open the door and you see the familiar room. I'm sure as you've described it to Azori so far. Um, large room, big rusted grate in the center, um, and a couple of alcoves on the far west side filled with different chains and um, bits of metal and like manacles and stuff that are all rusted. And you can see at the very, very, very back, uh, not out of view this time, straight ahead of you, is the Velstrak sort of slumped into one tiny alcove. 
seemingly minding its own business. Whip in hand? You don't see the whip anywhere. Hmm. Certainly not on the floor where it was left. Kruko would like to stride 15 feet into the room and look around for the whip. Uh, Izori will kind of stop you, like hand on the chest. Um, what is the condition of this Velstrax? Does it look like fresh wounds on it? Uh, no, it is draped in uh, rusted chains, but for now it is kind of like slouched in like a half crouch, half leaned against the wall, half sitting kind of position. That's three halves, by the way. And mm-hmm. uh, and sort of not really paying attention. It seems to just be like, you know, kind of like shoulder, one shoulder, at you know, ha- like a, a part of its back facing you, not oh. really, really looking. Good, it's cornered. That's when animals are safest. <laughs> High yeah. nature. So my initial thought going point. into this room is uh, is because we couldn't see the whip initially. Maybe something else grabbed it and then beat right. this Velstrex with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if it doesn't look like it's covered in wounds, then uh, she'll let Crocker go. Yeah, just a slight caress of his chest, and where he's gone. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a delicate slip <laughs> off his blustering pecs. Ooh. Blustering is not the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Windy. (laughs) Never seen such windy pecs. (laughs) Anyways, he strides in the room, looks for the way. (laughs) Yeah. Pecs rippling in the breeze. You, uh, you <laughs> God, that gets me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you step in, and uh, it really just appears as as you left it, um, minus the whip in that spot. Uh, you don't see it anywhere. Um, it would be pretty easy to miss among um, everything, save for possibly its uh, bit of a shininess to its tip, but uh, you don't see anything standing out. It's also magical. True. Tulak, avoiding notice walks into the room behind Krukka and detects magic. Detecting magic. How far can you detect magic these days? 30. A billion miles? Dog. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you don't detect anything from where you're standing. Izori will also take the avoid notice action. As soon as he can, uh, I'd like to go north towards the unopened doors and just kind of skirting along the wall. Five feet at a time. And, yeah, you move along the wall, and you do so without any attention brought your way. Well, he kind of likes attention, but okay. Uh, He'll get to the door and take a listen. Not a sound. Probably motioning over to Tulak to maybe detect magic, since he was uh, also gonna throw out some orders. <laughs> Tulak is gonna look down into the uh, into this little cage hole in the middle of the room. Classic cage hole. You may be looking for the word "great." Mm-mm. That's okay at best. Cage hole. Nick Cage Hole. Shut up. 
you peek down beneath this grate in the middle of the floor, um, and uh, you can see that it's basically there's a, a lot of traces of rust and grime underneath, and it basically just leads down into a pit that's about twenty five feet deep. Okay, Tulak follows Kraka and detects magic. Okay. You detect nothing. Kraka, should we move or should we attack? I'd prefer not to leave an enemy at our back. You're just going to crack the door. Uh, okay. You crack the door and find yourself facing a 10-foot wide hallway. So you get double doors in front of you. And um, it leads uh, uh, what appears to be a, quite a large hallway stretching left to right, uh, west east. Uh, so Krako will look back at them. We still haven't found the whip. The Valstrak probably has it. It seemed to want it from Gilda, and it came from the other Valstrak above. Tulak walks slightly towards the Valstrak, edging his way around the cage hole. <laughs> okay. As you get a bit closer, especially towards the um, uh, sort of threshold out of like this octagonal room that leads to like the alcoves, you can you can sense a little shift from it from its posture, but it still doesn't look at you. Tulux takes one final five foot step. You step into the threshold, and its eyes its head just jerks straight towards you. Feral and manic in its eyes. It stays in its position, but you can see it tense up. Tulak detects magic. <laughs> uh, you're within your 30 feet, are you, you cheeky That's bastard? That's fucking right, I am, Barn. Um, yeah, you detect it. And he turns back to his companions and says, <laughs> she has the whip. Okay, Crush is getting a sudden charge. Oh, shit. Oh, what? <laughs> Dude, this party's going to be so much different now that fucking Gilda's Crush. gone. Murderhobos.com. <laughs> That's on the internet forever, baby. Let's go. Someone put a put someone put a secret button on the website for murderhobos.com. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're roll for initiative. Is that what we're hap- Is that what's happening? Yeah. That's okay. Right, you're go- you're going for the murder. Oh boy, I'm so glad I prepped. Looking at a Velstrak knot. Um, <laughs> here what we the hell go. do you think we're gonna do? Want that I whip, have no maybe. idea of like three levels worth of prepping at all times, my friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Let's get some initiative, shall we? Who's up first? Krakow, what do you got? Big Hut, 16. Uh, okay. Izori? Lucky 13. <laughs> That's what the witches call it. Tulak? So as I was detecting magic, I would like to make the argument I can roll occultism for my... Uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. 33. <laughs> okay. As you hear... Uh, as you announce that this thing's got the whip and you hear Kruka's boots shift on the stone to, to get ready to charge, what do you do, Tulak? The chains around you begin to lightly rattle. 
Tulok turns to this creature and says, You there, you feral beast. You've lived long enough in here, suffering, losing your mind. Today we put you out of your misery. And is going to attempt to intimidate. So 22 against your will DC. Uh, 22 against my will DC. That is a fail. Shit. It's very Wait, close. You failed? But it's a fail. No, you failed. I failed. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. I didn't roll, so I couldn't have failed. <laughs> Almost <laughs> got him on a technicality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Um, okay, fine. And Tulak will cast telekinetic projectile at this motherfucker. Yikes. Natty 2 on the die for a 17. That is a miss. And that is my turn, folks. <laughs> okay, roll me a will I have a save, feeling please. I'm going to get hit. <laughs> roll me a will save as the unnerving gaze of this thing is upon you, uh, which is a 30 foot aura. <laughs> 21. 21 is a fail. You are frightened, too, at this approach to this creature. And next up is it's the bell track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and suddenly a chain from one of the sides whips out and strikes at you um, for a 24 to hit. That's a hit. Barely. Okay, that is going to be 19 piercing damage, and you are now bleeding. For 1d6, and I need a fortitude save, please. 25. Uh, You're okay for now. Um, And uh, a second chain is going to launch out at you for a 23 to hit. Also hits. Uh, With the frightened condition, baby. Uh, It's going to be another 19 piercing. I need you to roll me another will save. 27. Uh, Okay, you're good, because it focuses its gaze on you. Uh, But you seem to be... (laughs) It's full effect so far uh, has has hit you. Uh, Krukka, what do you do? Uh, Well, uh, feeling a little bit bad, because he just uh, initiated this whole thing, and... Tulak got yep. <laughs> messed up for it. So he's going to fly into a rage and take a run at this Velstrax. So, sudden charge. Actually, he's going to sudden charge. Yeah, he's going to sudden charge right up to it. Um, okay, sudden charge right up to its nitty gritty. And take a swing with the Butchering X. Classic. 33 to hit. That'll hit. 20 damage. Uh, it's 12 slashing, 8 fire. Okay, cool. And that's a turn. And suck it. I like that though. That's fucking nice. Yeah, not very bad stairs. Is that it? Sudden charge. I flew into rage first. I flew into rage. Thank you. Is Zori? Zori's first action. Oh, sorry. Actually, hold up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, roll me a will save there, Krukka. As its gaze is cast upon you as well. Eighteen. Uh, he's going to hero point that. (laughs) 
13. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's much worse. Yeah. That is much, much worse. Loving that. Uh, that's, in fact, a critical failure. So you are frightened three. Uh, Zori, you're up. Zori's first action will be to stride 25 feet, her whole complement. So she is uh, standing next to Tulak. And with her next two actions and her free hand, this this ball of darkness forms in her palm and then just sinks back in and moves, uh, like, like comes out of the ground near this Velstrax as she casts one of her hexes called Malicious Shadow. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... The Velstrex shadow essentially comes alive and starts to punch her. Nice. Uh, oh, what? My own shadow comes alive? <laughs> yep. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I get one attack per round, I believe, with the shadow. I'm trying to skim it, but this is a lot of text. Yeah. Yeah, you cast uh, it. Yeah, okay. Each time you cast this, the same spell, you make a strike. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a 21 to hit. That is a miss. That's uh, Azori. Okay. Um, and I guess you, uh, it looks like you can sustain that multiple times around. Just keep hitting if you want, following the multiple t- yep. attack penalty rules. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's pretty cool. And I get a free sustain per round if I want it. <laughs> Witches are cool. I don't care what anyone says. Tulak, what do you got? Oh, sorry, Azori. Uh, we'll save. 26. Uh, that'll do. You are not. You are not perturbed by this creature for now. <laughs> Goddamn right she's not. <laughs> Tulak, what do you got? Tulak will raise his hands and uttering an incantation, he will raise up a skeletal champion. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, good call. <laughs> uh, you are going to cast... What level are you casting this at? It's a level two creature. I'm casting it at level three. Uh, okay, for the listeners. All right, so you you get your all your com- components ready, and you just start casting. So you're like, "Fuck this shit!" Uh, and you start to conjure up, or this this uh, skeletal chimney starts to like c- climb out of the uh, uh, the chains and whatnot. And one of the chains whips out from near you with an attack of opportunity. Shit! Oh shit! Uh, and it's gonna be oh, it's only a twenty-one to hit. Miss. Miss. <laughs> Suck it, Bar. Nice. <laughs> AOOs are super dangerous for us. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, and that is uh, your three actions. Skeletal Champion can act. Yes, and the Skeletal Champion will strike out with his longsword for a 21 to hit. That's a miss. And fuck it, one more time. Map minus five. <laughs> 13 to hit. No dice. <laughs> Sick, dog. That's my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, you take four bleed damage. Roll me a recovery check, please. Put it in a... Do, 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 do. 10. That's a fail. You know what? I'm you, I'm rolling it. I'm using a hero point. Okay. On the flat check. Interesting. Well, 1d6. <laughs> well could be a lot more if he lets it ride <laughs> i only have 27 hit points left so i am 100 percent comfortable doing that that's a four critical failure 
Too bad that doesn't double the damage. Um, okay, and that is going to be your turn. That's um, it. I always forget how auras work. Uh, FML, you should, as the kids say. You should tick down uh, on Frightened here, but you did end your turn in the aura again, so roll me another will save. Oh, God. I'm using another hero point. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. All. No? Okay. It's a critical failure, but I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to take damage, so I'll take it. No, you're not. Uh, you would have ticked down to Frightened 1, but now you're just going to jump right back up to Frightened 3. As the, gay, the unnerving gaze of this creature continues to focus on you and your teammates. Uh, and let's see. We're going to get some... Um, some chain strikes here again. Um, let's roll with. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll to see who I hit. Why not? There you go. We got four. Four targets. Uh, Krukka, you're gonna be a victim of the first strike with a thirty to hit. That hits. That's gonna be twenty-one piercing, and you now are also bleeding. Okay. Uh, that wasn't a crit, though, was it? With your frightened three. Actually, you, sh you should be... No. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, roll for another strike. Uh, that's going to be... Um, I'm afraid it's going to be two luck again for a 22 to hit. 22 to hit yeah. is a hit. Okay. Uh, it's 18 piercing. Okay. Uh, can I get a fortitude save from both of you, please, before I forget again? I'll take that. 24. Okay. I don't like the way you said okay there. Fine. 24 from Krukka. Tulak. 22 from Tulak. Uh, Krukka, you're good. Tulak, I'm afraid you have contracted something. <laughs> uh, and then maybe we'll get to it later. <laughs> and... Uh, this creature is going to uh, focus its gaze again, but this time on Krukka, who is right up in its goodies. So I need another will save, please. Twelve. Oh, you're rolling bad. You're rolling bad. Um, you are now... This creature, while you are frightened, is concealed to you. Meaning you need to roll uh, a flat check, a DC5 flat check, anytime you want to try and strike it. And it, this is where it begins to stand up, and it looks like whatever damage you've done to it, Krukka, starts to repair. Oh, this is bad. This is this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Krukka, it's your turn. <laughs> First action, he will change his grip on the butchering axe and attempt a trip. Uh, attempt a trip. Okay. Uh, that's athletics versus my, I believe, reflex. Yeah. For that one. 21. No, not gonna do it. Okay. Uh, second action, he's going to activate the, um jaw attack of his wolf jaw armor. Oh, okay. <laughs> so his jaws on nerve <laughs> attack will be 1d8 piercing plus 1 cold damage. 
<laughs> Sick. So like the sleeve comes down and it becomes this wolf jaw rear hand. I love it. <laughs> it's so anime stupid. <laughs> love it. Yeah. It, I'm thinking like, you know, the rug they had in the Adams family of the polar bear that was always like grabbing people. Yeah. That yeah. kind of vibe. Uh, so nine damage, eight piercing, one cold. Okay, it looks as though the cold does not affect it whatsoever. Okay. Just the piercing. And he's going to step to the east. Oh, wait, east. sorry. Did you actually, did you actually, like, did you actually strike? You had a strike. Oh, it's an unarmed strike, right? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, does the activation um, include a strike? That's, a, I genuinely don't know. One act, one action to interact. You gain a jaws unarmed attack. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you have to you have to roll an unarmed attack for that. With a map minus five. That's right. Yeah, that's bad. Map minus four. Sorry. Oh my god, eleven. Okay, so you didn't do any of that damage. <laughs> you don't know that it's Im- that it's immune to cold. Nope. <laughs> or at least resistant to it, and that takes up all your actions. Well, yeah, if I do the step away. No, if you you trip, you tried to trip one to activate, one to strike. Oh. Trip trip is one, activate is one, attack again, unarmed strike is one. Well, that sucks. Yep. Okay. It's not included in the activate. Looking rough. Yeah, um, he's rough again, die. <laughs> Izori, can you save the situation? I didn't think this was going to go that bad. <laughs> no, me neither. Wow, Izori, with her first two actions, is gonna do this this weird flourish with her rapier, and just snap yep. it down as this, <laughs> this like shimmering dark blue bolt shoots out of it, and she casts Enervation at the Bellstrix. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm blowing a fourth um, level spell here because you guys are both apparently uh, not doing well. So I require a. Uh, uh, fortitude save from you, please, Freeman. Fortitude save. Okay. Um, yep. It's my best save. Every living creature in a line. Uh, 34. Okay. 34 is a success, so you are only going to take 2d8 persistent negative damage. All right. Persistent it is. Very nice. And it this bypasses the skeleton champion, you said, right? Because it's not a living creature? Yeah, because it's not living. Yeah. Cool. So her last action, she'll sustain the shadow. That is a 19 to hit, which I'm assuming is a miss. Uh, that is a miss, yes. Yeah, that's Azori. Okay. Tulak. Okay, Tulak will step back 10 feet. Uh, will touch himself with the healer's gloves for 15 points. Cool. Sorry, Azori, will save, please. At the end of your turn. Thought we were done. Or is uh, it that is a critical fail, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop a hero point like, okay. like we do. <laughs> uh, sorry. Will save is what you said? It's a will save, yeah. That's a twenty two. That's a normal fail, so you are frightened too now. Okay, let me make sure she's actually frightened too, but yes. Okay. Cool. Continue uh to lock, you step away, you healer's gloves. Sustain the spell. <laughs> and then Skeletal Champion will strike out with Longsword. 20 to hit. Nope. Motherfucker. And 
will raise shield. Uh, okay. We'll raise shield. No. We'll strike out again. Okay. Never mind. 16 to hit. <laughs> also, it's I've been fucking up because I forgot that Skeletal Champion had attack of opportunity this whole time. Uh, fair, but I don't think it's used anything that would trigger it. Good. Okay. I will pay more attention from now on. Yeah. Um, because it hasn't moved, it hasn't used any range attacks, it hasn't used any spells. It's effectively using a, a thing called animate chains. So it can, use, it can use its strike attacks wherever there is a chain within, whenever someone's within 20 feet of a chain kind of thing. They just animate and act as if they are a part of this creature. Um, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, you're kind of in its domain, which is a, a mistake in a way. Um, okay. Uh, Tulak, roll me a recovery check. You take six points of bleed. Seven. Fail. The... Felstrack is going to. It's just like at this point, it's just like hissing, just like, uh, and just just kind of like flailing around. You can see the the, the rusted chains like rattling all over its body, and Krako, uh, you catch a glimpse of the of the whip now, like at um, at its uh, at its feet on the ground, as if it had been holding it and cradling it, and it just dropped it to like engage you. And um, it's going to start striking out again. Um, I have, yeah, I have three people in range here, I think. So let's see who we're going to attack. Uh, first one's going to go at the Skeletal Champion. That's probably for the best. Nice. 32 to hit. Oh, big time. That's a crit. Crit. 36 points of damage. Oh, yeah, it's dead. It crumbles. Uh, second strike is going to go at Izori uh, for 31 to hit. That's a hit. And uh, that's going to be dip. That's going to be uh, that's going to be 12 uh, piercing and you're now bleeding as well. Um, and then this creature is going to focus its gaze on you, Izori. I need another will save. 24. Um, and that is a success. So you're good for now. Uh, uh, just to make, take... make sure this isn't, is this a mental f effect to directly control my actions? Uh, directly control? No. Okay. It is a mental effect, but does not directly control you. Um, it's more of a distraction kind of thing at this point. If you're frightened, you can become so distracted if it focuses its gaze on you that you, you can't focus on it. You can't focus back. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, so I'm going to take 10 negative damage and roll the flat check here for recovery. And I succeed with a 19. And Krukka, you are up. Barely. Actually, no, he's got plenty of health and wants to reach for that whip at its feet. Okay. All right. Uh, you're just going to reach down and grab it? Yeah, he's got a free hand. Okay, that's going to be a... I, I'm pretty sure that's a manipulate action, so you're going to get an attack of opportunity here. Um, which is a 32 to hit. That is a crit. It's a crit, okay. So you're going to take 36 damage. Okay. Uh, and your bleed is going to be replaced with critical bleed uh -oh. uh, for when you start to bleed out, which is going to be 1d6 times 2. And... Uh, you grab the whip. It's in your hand. Well, uh, actually, let me just double check something real quick because you you took a hand free and then you activated 
your wolf jaw armor. Um, does that make you unable to grab something? It doesn't say so. So I think you could just it's, grab it. It has the, the trip and unarmed traits. So yeah, uh, but it doesn't say anything about like not being able to uh, manipulate or, or hold items. So I think you're all right. Cool. And two notes. Right, so that's one action and one AOO, and you have the whip in your hand. Uh, yep. Is there a reach on that whip? Uh, there sure is. Actually, yeah, I should probably put it in your inventory here. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um. Uh, it's 10 <laughs> feet, and I believe the unarmed trait actually makes it so we can interact with uh, with weapons and stuff. Yeah, it just, it's just like the, sl- the sleeve like goes over his hand, so it's kind of like on the fence about it, but there's nothing to say one way or the other, so I guess it's, it's good to go. Right, but the unarmed trait specifically doesn't take up a hand. Uh, yeah, I think I yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're right. Okay, cool. So he'd like to take a step to the east and hit it with a whip, and then crack the whip, so to speak. Thirty-two to hit. Uh, thirty-two hits. Uh, fifteen damage, eight of which are fire, seven. <laughs> I love how you pick up this whip and it just like gets wreathed in flames. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, weirdly, he like, says his name a, like a nonomatopoeia every time. <laughs> 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 I didn't even mean that. <laughs> what is this? A big top show? This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, big old hit, and this creature coil recoils at the strike. Uh, and I'm gonna give it the frightened one condition. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Why do you ask? Because <laughs> as long as I'm within 30 feet and it can see me, it doesn't auto tick down due to my dread. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, <laughs> thanks for burying the lead on that. <laughs> uh, okay, Kruka, that's your turn. And my Frighten does tick down. And I probably take yes, bleed damage. You also take 10 bleed, and I need a recovery mm-hmm. check. Nine, that's a fail. That's a fail, okay. Um, however, now I do need another will save for ending your turn. You were temporarily immune for a bit there. 21. Let me just double check I'm ruling that correctly. Um, yeah, uh, 21 is a fail, which is going to put you back up to Frightened 2. Oh, got varying degrees of heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Just keeps up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, Zori, what kind of damage can you do now? That's an interesting question. So, I think the first thing she's going to do is uh, it, she, she holds up that empty palm again. And these, these pointed needles just, like, puncture out of her skin, so they're just floating in her palm. And then they fly over at the Valstrax and absorb into their skin. And Izori just whispers, Krukka, as she casts Needle of Vengeance. Uh, so that is a will save, please. Okay. Ooh, I like she the just sound says, Krukka. <laughs> Krukka's thoroughly wigging out. <laughs> Uh, we'll save, we'll save. Uh, that's going to be a 25. Okay, a 25 is a success, so it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, okay. 
That's it? Uh, yeah, it's a basic will save. So, uh, savers suck, unfortunately. No, it's ba it's basic will. Yeah, it's a basic will save. So that means if it if it's a success, then it's half damage. Oh, okay. So anytime she attacks Kruga, she's gonna take one mental damage then. Uh oh. You sure it's one with heightened? Nope. Okay. Uh, four. Okay. <laughs> That's very different than one. <laughs> four times. That is very different than one. Okay. So anytime it attacks Trucka, amazing. That's that's all right. That's that's a different kind of persistent. Uh, all right. That is you. You take six bleed. No, Ooh. that is one action of Oh, sorry. My that's my actions. bad. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> rolling back, rolling back. You cast a spell. I assumed it was two. You probably moved. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I did none of those things. <laughs> uh, next, she's going to sustain the shadow, so the shadow will attack with a 24 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Okay. Uh, next action, she's going to cast... Uh, actually, this will be her final action. She's going to cast Nudge Fate. So this is her um, this is her patron cantrip. So mm -hmm. it is a, if needed, it's a 30, 23 DC will. Um, so the way this works is once during the duration, which is sustainable, anytime a plus one would change a critical failure into a failure, failure into a success, anytime it would take it up one step, this mm -hmm. spell punches in and just elevates it to the next step. Oh. <laughs> it says retroactively, too. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. So I have to roll a will save? Uh, no, I don't think you do. I don't understand what the will save is actually there for. So you reach slightly into the future and give it a tiny push to achieve the result. Once during the duration... Once during the duration. Oh. Yeah, so this is sustainable up to one minute. It's sustainable. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, this is a, uh, this is a, this is a strange spell. I like it. I dig it. But how does it work? Um, so sustained up to, up to one minute, which costs you an action to continue sustaining. Um, it targets one creature. Um, once during the duration, uh, when the target fails an attack roll. Okay. So this already needs to be cast on something. Um, it, beforehand, it looks like. And then it can retroactively apply it. In, so it's like before and after at the same time, as far as I can tell. Okay, then she'll, uh, she'll cast it on Kruka. Okay, yeah, so once during the duration, when the target fails an attack roll, skill check, or saving throw, and a plus one status bonus would turn, uh, would increase the success, uh, uh, then it retroactively does, uh, changing the outcome appropriately, the spell then ends. Okay, yeah, so you can't apply it to, it retroactively to what you just did. Um, it's kind of like guidance, in a way. Yeah, yeah, except it lasts for way. a full minute until we need it, as opposed yeah. to just one round. But you have to sustain uh, it, that which costs you actions. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Um, but I, it's, that's still really yeah. cool. It's still really cool. Um, and I guess so that'll be at the your third DC, and final action. What I, I, I'm with you though. I'm not sure where the, the will save comes in. So uh, I, let's just. So there's it, it's not it's not listed in the spell itself. Like mm -hmm. it has a saving throw, but mm -hmm. I think that's just because all spells have a saving throw. Like in case you don't want it for whatever reason. Like to resist right, yeah, if spell. you're doing it to an unwilling creature kind of thing, I guess it's just kind of auto-plugging yeah, that in there. Or like yeah. if maybe Kruga wants to crit fail for, you know, because it gives him a boost to some shit or something. Yeah. It do, it is listed in the actual, if you go on the Archives of Nethys, there is a will save listed um, uh, for for will in the actual uh, spell 
staff lock. Yeah, so. that, that's what I'm looking at. But I, I, it doesn't actually say when it needs a will save. So I think that might just be because all spells have a have an associated either saving throw or attack throw. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but I th- it's probably yeah. just to resist. Like, like I think even like enlarge has a like at least in one e enlarge has a save attached to right. it, and that's yeah. because if you don't want to be enlarged, you can just. You could you could consider this uh, one of those things where it's just covering their tracks because of, of really obscure builds like superstitious barbarians. Yeah, uh, where they don't want magic cast to them, but you could do it to them unwillingly, and it can it can they can resist it and sit and maintain their anathema. I think. Um, anyway, uh, we're learning about the witch, listeners. Fun. <laughs> it's cast on <laughs> on Kraka. That's your turn. Yeah, that's it. Uh, needle sustain nudge. Perfect. Too long. So I need to take bleed damage. And oh yeah, bleed damage, that, please. Right? Um, uh, that's going to be. Uh, uh, since I backed up in the order, I kind of screwed up and found her here, but it was six persistent. Roll me a flat check, please. That's five on the persistent. Uh, so okay. It keeps going. That's a fail, yeah. Okay. All right, Tulak, you're up. Tulak will grab the die, Volok's die. Oh, Let's go. And just fucking oh, no. hurl it. Damn, it's going to land right next to Krukka. What if it attacks Krukka? Well, that's it's literally a gamble. You roll the die. <laughs> Tulak chucks it. Whatever. Fuck it. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, chuck it. Okay. You chuck the die, and you can roll up to 30 feet. You want it to land where? Right right in... Uh, you can roll it right up into front of this... Uh, right in front you know of what? The no, track. no. Tulak will step first. Okay. So it lands right in front of the Velstrap. Okay, step to action roll. Roll me a D10. Okay, I've got a actual die here just for fun. Okay. <laughs> and go. it's actually haunted. <laughs> it's a two. It's a two. Okay. Um, so Is that the you roll one? this thing. It just, no, it rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls. And the just like randomly lands on the green side up and this big burst of green shoots out of the die and uh, what appears right in front of the Velstrak is a Scalathrax. Ooh. And immediately it just like, it begins to like shake and suddenly all of the weapons in your party gain Scalathrax Venom on their attacks. Nice. Interesting. Uh, which will involve a poison saving throw should they strike the uh, the Velstrak, and this will uh, be in effect for three rounds. Hmm. And I'm going to reveal that on the item for you, uh, if I can here real quick, to make sure you be- can look at back at that later on. And there is like a physical creature in the room now? There appears to be an actual Scalathrax right in front of you. Um, I think you should be able to see... Didn't we ruin a couple of these with Carmen? You did, yeah. And this, yeah. Is, the, well, this is the big creature that attacked the gra- at the graveyard. So this one's substantially smaller? Nope. Okay, uh, so that's yeah. my turn. So hit me with my bleed. Oh, yeah, okay. Bleed o'clock. I haven't rolled over. Did you not heal yourself? 
Yeah, does that kill persistent? I thought it did. I was actually trying to look it up in the background here, but I didn't see anything about it. No, not necessarily. Uh, you can like you could do an administer first aid to like drop it but down to get rid of it, it or you can do magic. Yeah, healer's gloves. So, uh, I don't think ma magic healing has a particular effect on it. Um, um, I think yeah, you have to be healed to to full in order for it to. Uh, so dissipate. it's the same as wounded. Basically, in a way, yeah. No, wounded requires well, treat treat wounds, whereas, uh, which is a 10 minute action, whereas uh, administer first aid, I think, is just yes. a single action. Oh, okay. And well, wound, or, wounded or is also healed a full and rest for 10 minutes, but it's both, both requires 10 minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, you're uh, you're okay. not in so much luck. So, give me my bleed. Uh, no bleed, 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 bleed. Many um, people have. Shut up. Uh, six bleed. Roll me a flat check. I feel like I also need a bunch of retroactive will saves because I keep forgetting about auras because I fucking hate them. They're like the worst thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> flat check is a seven, baby. Oh, man. No dice. No dice. Two lock might just die. You know what? I'm just going to roll that again. Hero point. Another one. Okay. Because I don't want to die on a fucking flat check. <laughs> Three. Perfect. Sick, dude. <laughs> I haven't rolled over it's, 15 in, like, fucking ever. Killing it. You guys are rolled real bad for this. It's actually astonishing. <laughs> I might have to dip. I got 12 hit points. Yeah, I'm thinking of calling a retreat. We got the old whip in hands. This is not This is not looking good. Um, Two locks just like, uh, retreat to the north. <laughs> Shit, okay. Uh, we're back to the... Uh, so, I mean, this creature is just going to keep lashing out. Um, yeah, give me a... Uh, hold on. I think, Tulak, you're actually okay on the uh, the aura. I, I kind of missed right. the other one, so I'm just going to hand wave it because oh, I hate them so much. Um, and you're already, you're already so scared. Uh, even Azori, I'm not sure if you had something to reduce that or not, but uh, you were said you, I think you were going to get back to me. Uh, but uh, for now, it's going to be some random strikes. Let's see here. Uh, first one is going to be at the Scalathrax, actually. Um, and this chain shoots up from the wall, and it just goes right through it. Wasted. Um, next strike is going to be at Izori. And that's going to be uh, 23 to hit. Need to beat. Okay, frightened condition. Uh, that's 18 piercing. Bleeding persists. And we'll get a focus gaze on Azori as well. So give me another will save, please. 17. Okay. Uh, this creature is uh, concealed to you so long as you are frightened. Okay. Uh, it is... Um, yeah, I think we, <laughs> we might have missed it on Krakka's turn, but I'm pretty sure it's still concealed to Krakka yeah, as well. Yeah, we did miss um, that. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to be... A sweet two uh, bleed damage. Oh no! What am I doing? I'm doing the wrong wrong order of operations here. Krucka, uh, it's your turn. Krucka uh, will bravely run away. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So yeah, this turn was it. This was it AOO for every every everywhere in this, or just right next to that? Uh, I can't remember. 
you're not sure. Okay. Well, I guess if he's if he's got, if he's got that far to run, anyways, um, he's just gonna stride twenty five feet right next to. Okay. Yeah. It sure enough is gonna be an AOO. So twenty eight to hit. That hits. That's twenty two. He is piercing damage. Still alive. Okay. Um. And that's one quick stride out. What else you got? Uh, second action. And just for the record, this thing has been consistently regenerating. You can see it when you're up close, Kaka. It's just wounds are just, like, coming back. No big deal. Yeah, we needed to get it out of this stupid fucking hallway, and it's just... Uh, seeing <laughs> seeing uh, Tulak in the state that he's in, he is going to draw and administer a Nycteosis mutagen. Oh. Oh, okay. So, for benefit for uh, one minute, gain fast healing two and automatically succeed flat checks for persistent bleed. But, uh... Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, nice. Minus two penalty to reflex saves for one minute. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Consume one of those, um, and that'll be the end of your turn. Yes, sir. And you uh, lose the bleed, which is no. I gave it to right Tulak, so my bleed should still be there. Oh, you give it to Tulak. Yeah. He's, oh shit. I've got a lot more uh, HP. It's oh, sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, all right, let me just reapply that then. Thank you. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> uh, bleed. There we go. Save. Wonderful. Um, okay. Uh, so you are ministering a two lock. That's great. Um, so you take six bleed damage. You can roll me a recovery check. Four. No. And Azori, you're up. Is there still light around this Velstrex? Um, I guess that depends on how much light is emanating off you. Uh, same as before. I have a, I still have a compass. So it would be, I think it's 20, 20 bright and then an additional 20 dim. Okay, so there's still light. <laughs> uh, okay. First action, she will sustain the malicious shadow. That's a 29 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. That'll be seven points of some sort of damage. Okay. <laughs> and it's in bright light from me, by the way. Uh, yep. Let's go with slashing. Okay. Uh, slashing? I, sure. So keep me honest about this, but I'm supposed to choose the type of damage when I cast the spell, bludgeoning, oh, okay. piercing, slashing. Okay, gotcha. Uh, next right. action. And isn't it concealed? Uh, yeah, so this is a sustain of a spell that's already in effect. So it's her shadow punching her, not Izori. So it sh the concealment shouldn't affect. Right. Um, I'm I'm prepared to be corrected on that if the GM wants to rule in a different way, but that is not how the spell reads at all. That is a very good question. Um, I guess given you're doing an attack roll, I would say yes. I'm so glad I've prepared this creature. Not. <laughs> that's just a d20 flat check. I still, still fucked you up and have no idea how to play this thing. Uh, it's a, just a flat D5, DC5 flat check. 
Okay, 15, so it's a hit. Okay, you good, you good. Um, I would argue that, but now isn't the time because we're retreating. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the sa- it's a nearly the same argument as, like, does telekinetic projectile get the lesser cover, uh, even though it's not coming from Tulak's direction, you know? Uh, like a, like an arrow would, and I ruled that now it's it's your obscured vision. You're trying to command it uh, to go a certain direction to hit a certain creature that you can't quite see. Um, I in in any other circumstance, I would agree with you, but this is her own shadow hitting her. It's, it's literally attached, attached to, yeah, to her. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's yeah. the only it's reason I would a argue. Reasonable this. argument. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Izori, with her second action, is going to peel, um, incurring if that's a thing that happens. Uh, already used the uh, reaction, so you're good for now. Okay. And with her... She doesn't have a whole lot of one-action shit. Um... For a caster, I think you get more than most, but it's not always... Yeah, it's not always perfect. Also, I think I, I did hit Krukka, so I think I should take right. that four mental damage, right? Yeah, yeah you, attack you, opportunity you, hit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with her last action, she's just going to sustain the Needle of Vengeance. Uh, no, okay. she'll sustain the Nudge Fate. Okay. No, the Needle of Vengeance. Fuck it, the Needle of Vengeance. Sorry. Did I'm, you cast three sustain spells <laughs> in this combat? Yeah, the, <laughs> all my hex spells are sustained. <laughs> That's so gnarly, I love it. Um, Alright, you take uh, six bleed, roll me a flat check. Seven. Oh my oh, god! Rough. This is rough. Uh, Tulak, <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, Tulak originally was thinking about going north, but then there's nowhere that they're going to be able to safely heal. So Tulak is just going to lead the retreat. Follow me. Follow me. And he is going to um, just peel out two strides into the other room and wait for them there. Okay. <laughs> Going back to the. Uh, this is. I'm so fucking frustrated the foot, right now. The foot of the lighthouse. Oh, I'm just glad we all get to hang out. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I want to hang out uh, and dominate. Okay, so you you peel. That's that's what you're gonna do for your turn. Yeah. Okay, so you peel and um, the. Uh, uh, you take two persistent bleed. Roll me a recovery. I automatically. Uh, automatically oh, you automatically succeed. succeed. Nice, because of the mutagen. And you get fast healing, so you um, get the two back anyways. Bang, bang. Uh, so you did drink it. You had to drink. Oh, no, you, you administer it. So at the start of your turn, you would have got that fast healing as well, uh, in case that counts. And then. Uh, the Scalathrax is now going to launch its toxic oil at the Velstrak. Um, Fuck him up, Scalathrax. <laughs> and uh, what do I what do I need to do here? I need to roll a reflex save, and it is against your caster DC because you cast the die. Oh shit, dog. Uh, still rolled really good though. Thirty-four against your spell DC. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll pass. Success or critical success. success? Okay, so this toxic oil sprays in what would be a fifteen-foot cone, uh, and there is uh one d eight poison damage applied to the Velstrak, uh, and 
then the uh, the Scalithrax just simply disappears and gets absorbed back into the die. But you've left the foot of the Velstrak, uh, and the Velstrak goes a step forward uh, uh, as this thing disappears in like a big hissing fit uh, and is looking around at all of you and sees you all sort of making your retreat and recoils and retreats back into its little alcove, just hissing and kind of growling <laughs> in like a feral animal. And, I mean, I feel like that's what we're going to call it. We got to figure out this bleed, though. We got to figure Boo. out this bleed. You want to figure out the bleed first? <laughs> no. Yeah, we might as well do the bleed. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a great ending to a radio show. Go. Kraka, it's your turn. Do you want to administer first aid on yourself? You know I do, buddy. <laughs> roll a medicine check. No, I'm going to roll a nature. Against, Suck it. 25. Uh, nature check, I believe, against the DC of the effect, um, which is, oh, no, um, an attack roll. So I don't know what the DC of that effect would be. No, uh, stop bleeding just gives them the opportunity to make another flat check to remove the. Oh, okay, you get to make an immediate flat check. Uh, Go for that. Go for gold. Is that what I'm going for? Because it's eight. Yeah, so you need to attempt a medicine check. That was my nature for 25. Okay. The DC is that of the effect that caused the bleed. Right, that's the thing I don't know the DC of, which is a pain, because it came from an attack roll, not not like a, a save. Um, so we'll just call it a flat 15, um, like uh, Treat Wounds is, just to save some time. So you rolled a 25, which is fine, which gives you a flat check, which you rolled... Poorly. Eight. Okay. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> okay, so you are still bleeding, um, and that's a two-action thing to do for Mister Versaide. Um, so, uh, but you do have one more action to spend if you want to sort of start running out of the room as you're trying to pad yourself. Oh up. yeah, not even gracefully. Yeah. Okay, so you take four prisoners and bleed, but then you get another flat check Ooh. at the end of your turn. So four bleed, flat check, please. I like my checks like I like my pancakes. Six. Oh, man. <laughs> That's stacked. All right, Azori, you're up. First action, peel. Then two actions, uh, medicine check to for the to staunch the bleeding. That's an 18. Yep. Okay. Flat check. That's a 14. No, but it's the end of your turn, so second flat check. I hope we're rolling this right. <laughs> That's a 10. Uh, oh, no. I, you, you lagged and rolled twice. You rolled an 18. That was the first flat check. Nope. First one was a 14. Oh, I did roll twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, okay, cool. Okay. Well, you uh, you take four damage, but your bleed is good. You're done. Uh, Tulak, you're up. Anything you want to do? <laughs> These final <No>. moments. <laughs> I... Hole. He stomps his feet in frustration. <laughs> okay. Krukka. He misses Gilda silently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I mean, I feel like that's way. a shot at me, but let's, let's not forget who let him out of the tank. No, no, no. That's not a shot at you. Okay. Uh, he's going to try to stop this. I mean, I miss again. Gilda too. 
19. Suck it, bang. There you go. You're good. You're good. Flat check succeeded. No damage. You you all recover from bleed, but you're all very much the worse for wear. Uh, and that's what we're going to call it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.